It's Oh, we're here again. <laughs> back again. <laughs> Guess who's back? Okay, we should stop making that joke every other podcast episode. <laughs> um, hey, everybody. How's it going? Welcome to Skate Date. What's up? What's up? Skate Date is a podcast invented by two little roller skaters who were like, we're so in love with each other. What do we do next? And then Rebel was like, let's buy a house. And Shove was like, we don't have enough money for that. And then Shove was like, let's make a baby. And then Rebel was like, we also don't have a lot of money for that. And then Shove was like, let's start a podcast. And then I realized we don't have enough money for that either. (laughs) But yet here we are. Bam. So uh, that's what Skate Date is. And in Skate Date, we talk about the real world and the real world. And we answer your questions and we help you find love, platonic or romantic. And we talk way too much. But that's what podcasts are all about. And you press play. So you're asking for it. And your life is now full of regrets. Enjoy. (laughs) I am Rebel Rouse Her Shove. What? I am Courtney Shove. Rebel. (laughs) And together we are Shovel. Can you dig it? I can. All right. Today we have a very special guest, but not like a guest guest, but like we have someone live watching us. In the studio. Snuggled on our couch in our garage. Our garage is a studio. Yeah. Her name is Peach. Yeah. Like peaches and cream. Makes you want to scream. Like the teaches of peaches. She's really famous on one of the most watched roller skate videos of all time from <laughs> Queer Girl Straight Skate. I'm sorry, I spit into the microphone. How to roller skate. Oh, yeah. Um, Peach learned how to roller skate in front of the world's largest audience. Also famous for, audience. you know, she was a very bosom brunette. And she's known for saying these nuts when they're talking about axle nuts. Oh, yeah. She's been featured in a couple of Girl Straight Skates episodes. If you want to see Peach in more episodes, just comment you'll, down below. You'll know if it's the right video. If the comments keep saying, damn, Peach is hot, <laughs> then you're yeah. on the right video. If you're looking in the comments for like answers to skate questions, but instead of answers to skate questions, it's just a bunch of people hitting on Peach. You've seen the right video. Exactly. All right. Well, um, today, what are we talking about, baby? We're going to talk about this little thing that you may have seen a Nike mini dog that maybe a couple of us that you're looking at right now are in. I don't know. Or listening to. Yeah. It's so crazy. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> and the drums in the skate community. The drums. We're going to talk about that. Um, drama in the skate community. Whatever. Who is she? We don't know her. Shut Just up kidding. Nope. We literally know her so well. Um, she's literally here every week. <laughs> her name is Drama. I'm addicted to her. She's a constant guest. She's also invisible, but that doesn't matter because it's a podcast. Save the drama for your mama. Luckily, we invited the mama here. Because I'm big mama. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hey, babe, guess what else happened this week? What? I skated for the first time since I broke my leg. Wow. I know. (laughs) It was um, actually like not the best. (laughs) <laughs> she literally pissed herself. I saw it. I uh, actually didn't do that, but <laughs> no, I did have cry. an anxiety attack uh, the entire time that I was doing it. But so she looked was... really hot doing it. She was like wearing a cat suit. Literally. <laughs> she had her long gray wig that like the awkward skater usually wears. Distract from the tears. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Black lipstick. She's like, I'm gonna look fierce. I know. I was like blue eyeshadow. No, I'm not in the circus. Um. Yes. Okay. So before we jump into this episode, actually, um, we have some corrections from last week's episode. So in last week's episode, um, when we were talking about by erasure and we were talking about like sexual preferences and romantic preferences, I used language which conflated male body parts and people with penises and that is very trans exclusionary language and that was brought up to me and I apologize for using that language that language is not okay and um, thank you for always allowing me to learn and grow and become better I think language is very 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 important in the way that we refer to people and the way that we refer to you know, anything is really, really important. And um, so, yeah. Can you take a moment to educate people about why that is? Oh, yeah. So that way people can understand, because not everyone knows it's an honest mistake. And I think this is a chance to educate. Yeah. So um, 
not every person with a penis is a man. And so when I was saying, oh, I'm a lesbian and I don't like male body parts um, and I don't like men. And then I also said, I don't like penises. It was conflating all of those together into the idea that just men have penises. And that's not true. There are many people with penises. Not all of them are men. Not all of them are women. Not all of them are non-binary. It is just a person with a penis is a person with a penis. Penis. And so when you just assign one gender to one body part, it ends up excluding anyone who is not that gender with that body part. And mm-hmm. also, um, when I speak as my sexual preference, I'm only speaking for my sexual preference. I'm not saying that lesbians only like X, Y, and Z. I'm saying that I personally only like X, Y, and Z. So that is that correction. Yes. And feel free if you ever want to correct us. Yes, please. (laughs) I am so grateful to, I think there were two people who messaged me and I'm so, so grateful to those people messaging me because we always want to make sure that we are inclusive, that we are growing because nobody's perfect. We make mistakes. We always want to make sure that we correct those mistakes. And I'm sorry to any harm that I've caused to anyone for conflating those two because I never want to make anyone feel unsafe in this skate date space. Definitely. So thanks for bringing that to our attention. And also uh, the person that we said five stars lay is actually not lay. Their name is Lee. So I'm sorry for (laughs) um, mispronouncing your name. Their name is Lee. Thank you so much Lee for five stars. Okay. If I would have saw it, I would have told you that that's Lee. Yeah, I'm really, um, I honestly, like I'm a teacher and I practice pronouncing people's names weeks before class starts because I struggle with that. Wait, and wait, so I'm so grateful. A-A-Ron. No, I did not do A-A-Ron. <laughs> Although I did have a friend growing up now that we've gotten like eight minutes into the episode. I did have a friend that like his name was Aaron and he just went by A-A-Ron because oh he thought gosh. it was... Okay, let's just jump in. Anyways, okay. So let's jump in. And by jump in, we're going to start with our little Addy, Daddy, Daddy, Dad. Hey, babe, what does my shirt say? It says, life's better on roller skates. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, Okay, you didn't need to count all the numbers. You just wanted to look at my boobs. But anyways, I am wearing an amazing Blood and Thunder crop topped tube top. Oh my God, it's so (laughs) cute. First of all skates and Ouija boards. Yeah. Blood and thunder. Always keeping it right. You know, it's so, so I funny. Keep it tight. I did not even realize that. And I'm also <laughs> wearing a blood and thunder shirt. We did not plan this. This just happened. No one's going to believe that, but we definitely did not. Okay. Plan we this. definitely did not plan this, but um, blood and thunder is super awesome. They are a husband and wife team and they print all their own shirts and apparel and they have lots of cool roller skating shenanigan slogans that are super fun. Yeah, and you know us in the skate community, we like to recycle our money back into the skate community. Yes, so we think that you should buy cool stuff from Blood and Thunder because they bring the blood and the thunder. (laughs) At bloodandthundermag.com. Also want to give a special shout out that they were the first person to sponsor us. So we will forever be grateful to them. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Bloodandthundermag.com. Ciao! Hey, babe. So one time when I was in middle school, I was like trying to have a cool like sound like handshake with my friends. And so we were like, okay, you know what we're going to do? We're going to do this. And then every time we saw each other, we like did that like sound instead of like a hand, like everyone was having cool handshakes. Do you ever just look at someone and think that's the love of my life? That's her. Those are the choices I made. (laughs) Yep. All right. Let's jump right in to the real world. Let's talk about the real world. So in the real world, we're going to talk a little bit about this whole thing that we somehow got ourselves into, a.k.a. we were fake movie stars for a second. For like two days. It was pretty cool. 
we like somehow tricked people on thinking we're the right people for this. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> who was like rebel and shove. Yes. Them. They were like, let's slide into uh, Queer Girl Straight Skates DMs and be like, yo, you, you want to be in something? Yeah. They called me. Oh, yeah. They sent me a DM. Like, and what's interesting about like uh, all of this, like, commercials and like mini docs and stuff is that the brands don't slide into your DMS. It's like these random people and you're like, are you really connected with uh, anyone? Or are you just a is random queer girl person? Skates about to get hacked again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was like, yeah, I'm super interested. Like let's get on a phone call. And so I got on a phone call with this person who is a representative of um, Nike and T brand, which is the two companies that like made the mini doc together. And they were like, we just want to know a little bit more about your story. Like we're really interested in doing something with you and like community. your community and like queer girl straight skates and like the crew. And I was like, okay. So then I talked to this girl on the phone for like, almost an hour just like telling about my mm -hmm. story and telling about like roller skating and this stuff. And I kind of thought like, there's no way after this call that this girl is going to call me back. This woman is going to call me back. And she did. And then it like flowed into this whole thing. Yeah. It was like, then it was like, who do we choose to be in our Yeah. And crew? they were, yeah, they were like, oh, you, who's in your crew? And I was like, I don't know. Like I, we just have friends. We just have friends. Like we just like skate with a bunch of people and they were like, okay, well like who are like the closest people in your crew? And I was like, oh, 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 oh okay. I'm not going to suck because you're like, well, you're like, oh, I now have to choose. It's like having to choose a bridesmaid, but like. It's on film for everyone else to see. <laughs> but we planned it perfectly. We were like, okay, we got to do it by let's. So it's not like we're choosing like which who's like coolest or who's like um, the best skater. We chose people that were like an array of talent. So, of course, we started with the top. <laughs> well, we chose people that were an array of talent that were also in our COVID circle. Yeah. So it really wasn't that big of a group to choose from, <laughs> to be completely honest. But it did work out that yeah. we were trying to. But we could have been like, hey, you're going to be in the things of quarantine for two weeks. please." <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Very true. But yeah, so we had Estro and then I was at the bottom, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, we were like, Estro. I just remember being like, oh, I'm going to ask Estro. Oh, I remember talking to you because you told me to make the choice. Because mm -hmm. they were like, oh, it's a queer girl straight skates thing, which when it comes out, like it's not a queer girl straight skates thing. But it, the way it was marketed in the beginning, it was like they were talking to me all the time. And then they were like, oh, it's a queer girl straight skates thing. And so uh, I was like, babe, do you think that like Estro, like, do you think that they would like, like someone's going to say willing, no to Nike, like that they would be willing to do this with me? Like and Chev was like, I mean, just ask them. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was freaking out. <laughs> and then, you know, they were like, oh, wait, of course. They were so nice about yeah, it. And I was like, uh, the homie Jess, because we worked together for so long. I hired Jess as a barista back when I was at Coffee Bean. And Jess started skating because she saw me like living my best life on skates. And then she just like started going to the skate park by herself every day and, and just like advanced. Kills so it. Yeah. And then Kiana, of course, because like. Kiana's if you have Kiana as your friend, like you're going to be like, I'm putting you in something. Kiana is awesome. <laughs> Kiana is, is deaf, the homie. Underrated yeah. too. Uh, so underrated. I think all of the people, well, obviously not Estro, but like both <laughs> Jess and Kiana. So underrated. So underrated. No, both Jess and Kiana are super underrated and yep. they're both very, very talented. And we were like, we need to distract from the fact that we don't actually skate very well. <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> Rebel had to do a lot of work back and forth, like between communicating between back and forth. And she got really stressed out. But once she voiced her opinions and they got someone else to do all the work and it was so much smoother after that. And it became more of a fun experience, which was great. But like what was crazy is like someone came to do a walkthrough at her house and <laughs> we knew, but we slept in. I totally did not clean at all. Like yeah, I rushed was, last minute and I was like, oh, it, this, I was so embarrassed. So this lady walks in and she's looking and she's like, oh my God. And then so she's like, okay. So then we get like an email or Rebel gets an email and it's like, we're going to send cleaners to your house. And we were like, 
I mean, I'm not mad at it. Like I'm embarrassed, <laughs> but I'm not mad at it because I would love cleaners because it is legitimately my wet dream to like, have cleaners I, come to our house. Yeah. I didn't take the trash out before she came. So it was like trash day and we're like, uh, Steph, <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, it was Dishes. bad. Yeah, it was, it was so bad. And like, if I could afford it legitimately someday, like I'm going to have a cleaner come to our house once a month and oh that's just going to be, it's a, it's so, uh, and this was the first time we'd ever had a cleaner and I was like, oh, this is amazing. And they sent a cleaner before and after, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but first, okay. So the cleaners come, it's spotless. It's amazing. I'm amazing. like, wow, the bathroom looks brighter, sparkling <laughs> clean. I'm like, wow, this is great. Um, but yeah, so they came to film for two whole days. Like, and it was a whole crew. And I don't know why crew. I wasn't expecting it to be a whole crew. Looks like a movie set. But I was not expecting it to be a whole crew. And our literal backyard looked like a movie set. Yeah. And then they like fed us. They let us choose clothes. There was like a clothing rack. Like Yeah, it was so wild. It was a whole production in our house. And then there was like one point where like we were skating in the street, like in our neighborhood. And I can only imagine what our neighbors were thinking. Because our neighbors are already super judgy of us because we're always out there like filming each other with different wigs yeah and it's just like gallivanting around as fuck yeah acting like we're gen z when we're just some literally older millennials millennials. (laughs) (laughs) so at one point like aaron's like i have some blades in the car so she puts her little roller blades on aaron is the director follows us with her big camera (laughs) it was so cute Literally everything about the experience I felt like was so fun and so awesome. And yeah, I cried. Yeah. I cried a lot. Shove cried, Jess cried. Rebel didn't cry. Estro cried. I tried to make myself cry, but like, honestly, if I don't feel super, super comfortable with you, I don't cry. She said she was about to cry. And then there was a loud noise at the skate park. And then she was like, <laughs> oh, no, lost I was it. really <laughs> trying to get myself to cry. And then, yeah, there was a loud noise at the skate park. And I was like, oh, not going to cry. Anymore. I think me like crying, like having a mental breakdown in the middle of my interview is what made me have that big part. It's like, and it was like, and I knew it. I was like, fine. And then all of a sudden I started spinning out. I don't even know what I was talking about. You were talking about, yeah. I was like, yeah, stuff. and then I'm going to die. So that's why I skate. <laughs> Literally, that was you. You were like, I just want to be a big, like, body posy model. And also, like, I'm going to die soon. So, like, the more videos and impact I can make, the better. And then I cried. And then she cried. Not like. Call me Joan Crawford. <laughs> not like downplaying your experiences at all. But also, we are a wee bit dramatic sometimes. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that happened. And then, so that was all in November. And then we waited. And waited. They kept saying, and next waited. Month, next month. And waited and waited. And we were like, when is and this thing came, coming out? It came out on our anniversary. And then it came out on our anniversary and it was so cute. And I loved it. No, no. No, the video itself yeah. was so cute. And I loved it. And every part of it was like amazing. But it came out and there were all sorts of interesting aftermath that you would like to talk about um i would just say watch a look it up on a queer girl straight skates video about bullying on friday you will be able to see that yeah so it was a really cool experience if you Um, haven't watched it yet you should watch it yeah (laughs) nike nike the wheel world just do it I wasn't trying to be funny. Honestly, I feel like you're just worse because Lisa's here. I'm like, <laughs> you're like 5% more crazy right now. Like, <laughs> you're normally like this, but it's like a 5% extra little. It's like when you like make a fancy thing and you're like, let me sprinkle a little cinnamon on top. Lisa's that sprinkle <laughs> that's causing you to be a little extra crazy. <laughs> it's okay. All right. Welcome to the wheel world. What's going on in the real world? Well, it's wheelie, wheelie bad. Willy Willy Bad? Willy Willy Bad. Who's Willy? Um, a Venice Beach skater. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I hope there really is a Venice Beach skater named Willy. He's like, actually, I'm one of the good ones. <laughs> yeah, I, we don't know who who Willy is. All right, so some people are totally unaware and they're like, I don't even catch any of that drama or anything. And a lot of people are like, whoa, a lot of people are talking about Venice Beach, California and like these skate and 
influencers and what they're doing. Let's uh, let's just call it straight. Uh, white skate influencers, for the most part, um, are being incredibly, incredibly problematic and um, disrespecting other people. Let's dive into it. So there's a huge thing in the black community that says each one teach one. Um, It's all about learning. So this is really a huge thing in not just the black community as a whole, but like also in the skate community, Um, the black community that's in Venice Beach. The skaters have been there for years, for generations skating out there. It's well known. It's famous. There's this little dance circle. It's like cleared area. It's great to uh, dance skate. And you go out there and people like it's happened to us. And I do not like dance skating, to be honest. Um, But like Rebel was like super psyched when this happened. Someone literally just comes up and they're like, let me teach you. So cool. Yeah. And then they'll help you and they'll let someone also come and be like, oh, try this. This will help you. And like, it's really like no judgment. Really One of awesome. the things that I freaking love about the skate community. Anytime I go to a rink, anytime I go out to Venice, anytime I go to the skate park, it's like people are teaching other people stuff. Yes. But I feel like something's happened over the pandemic where like now it's even more clicky or maybe I don't know, maybe it's because like now that there's money involved with skating and you know i'm all for someone securing their bag but secure that bag and still be a good person yeah and there's people going and taking advantage of learning all this stuff and then people see them and see them on tiktok and instagram and like oh my god they're so flowy they're so talented i want to be like them and so they're like hey give me a skate lesson instead of just showing up and having like the people they learned from just teach them for free they're thinking oh i have to hire someone and then yeah, like you should pay someone for their time, but these people are paying $100 for an hour and then you don't learn anything? Yeah, so that's apparently what's going on. Um, To be clear, neither me nor Shav have direct experience with this. This is all hearsay mm-hmm. via like don't people's experiences. <laughs> yeah, this is literally what we've read from people's experiences on the internet. Um, But what people are saying is that people are hiring skaters to teach them how to dance skate or how to skate in a pretty or cool way. And then they're only being taught like how to balance for an hour and then being charged $100 or being charged for a lesson, doing the lesson for like 45 minutes and then being like, hey, come out hang out with my friends, skate around with my friends. And then once that skater does go over there, then they're being dissed and ditched. Yeah. Not cool. Um, Also known for apparently like I've noticed this in the comment section, like a big time. So this is something I've personally noticed is like a gatekeeping of skate places. And usually we're very open with like, well, if we'll either geotag or like talk to you in the comments about like, oh, yeah, it's like this trail or oh, over on this beach, like over in this area is a cool place to skate. And anytime someone asks where they'll never say. And I guess when they're inviting people, they're like really huge. on like, don't tell anyone where you are. Like, don't post about where we went. Um, but they say like, oh, it's for our safety, which like I get like if you're going to be there in the moment. But like you can't even tell someone after you leave, like where they can go to skate for fun. It's just because people want to exclude other people from their like cool skate par- spots and cool skate backgrounds. Everyone will have that video with the same palm trees. And that's my aesthetic, which is just like not <laughs> cool at all in any stretch of the imagination. Nope. Like, um, when did this even start? Like, why are people doing this? Pandemic. I know it's just so frustrating because this is not the way it was before. Like, people were not like this. And maybe there were a few people like that, but I've just not experienced it. And, like, I hate that this is happening within the skate community because that's just not what the skate community represents. I know. The Panera Bread panorama just destroyed everything. Yeah, it's a pandemonium. <laughs> I think it's just really hard because you have people that like blossomed during it and they don't they never got to experience the community and they never got to have a bunch of people that are gathered and not afraid to be around each other and like know what's wrong and what's right. So they're probably in their reality. They're like, this is fine. 
But yeah. I've also heard that the dance roller skate dance scene has always been clicky. So there's also that side to it. Like I heard if you go down south and you go to these huge rinks that like that's what it is. Everyone has their own crew. And it, if you're an outsider and you wander in, they're going to treat you like an outsider because it is clicky. And I think we're used to park skating and cruising and where it is and rollouts where it is really open. And we don't know much about rink culture. So it could be that it's something that's always been there in a way. And then you took rink culture and put it outside. And that's why people are, go from the skate park and then they go there and they're like, oh, wow, everyone's kind of ignoring me. Yeah. Okay. So the whole charging thing, though, I've charged someone for a skate lesson before. Have you? Yeah, definitely. I definitely think that when you have a skill and you're teaching that skill to someone else, not only are you having them pay for the skill, you're also having them pay for the instruction process and the attention. But that doesn't mean that I am never sharing how to skate with other people. Like when I go to the skate park or when I go to the rink or when I'm outside cruising and I'm skating with other people, like I end up teaching people things all the time yeah. because you're skating with them and you're going to end up teaching and you're going to end up learning. And that's part of the like mm -hmm. skating with other people process. Never would I ever imagine or dream of being like, oh, I'm not going to teach you that right now, but you can, you know, pay me this amount and we can meet up later and learn it. Yeah, no. I've had like people reach out to me and say like, oh, can you teach me? And it's like, oh, can you give me a lesson? And I feel like if they like 100% want, want an hour dedicated to just them learning, that's like, yeah, I'm down for that. And I actually like got yelled at by someone that's like been skating for like 15 years. It was like you undercharged yourself and you made the rest of the skate community look bad at at least $10, $15 what you're doing at least. And I was like, oh, okay. But even then, like I was like, okay, I have an hour. I went with, with a freaking lesson plan because I was like, I respect people's time. They're paying me. Like I, before we started, I said, what's the list of things you want to work on? And then I took all the things they wanted to work on and I brought cones with me and I ran drills with them and repetition. We had like a whole talk about like, how are you feeling? And then afterwards, I was like, let's go skate. And then we skated. It wasn't like, okay, bye. Thanks for the money. And I'm gone. <laughs> um, I think that actually that it's okay to be like, okay, bye. Thanks for the money. No. Because you gave them a service. No, it like, is. But I, I understand that that's mm -hmm. what you did. But I think that like... I don't want to give the impression that that's not okay or that like you should assume that anyone who you take a lesson from is going to automatically go skate with you afterwards because that's not a normal thing. If someone does do that, that's super awesome and really great. But that if you're paying for a lesson, you're just paying for a lesson. But I'm, I'm the same way. Like when I do lessons, cause I do lessons like pretty frequently, not recently, obviously. Um, and like when the pandemic started getting worse, I'd, stop doing them as well. But, um, I teach like, Oh, a bunch of skills. I make sure they have the drills that they can go practice those skills later, but I don't teach them like, and have you get everything perfect. It's like, I'm teaching you like as many skills as I possibly can. And as many drills as I possibly can in an hour so that you can take the skills that you've learned from me and then go practice them on their, on your own. And then when you're ready to learn the next set of skills, then you come back and you take a lesson with me. Yeah. I think it starts getting questionable when people start charging though, like over 65, then I'm kind of like, Hmm. <laughs> And unless like that's someone that, you know, has been like has years under their belt and like they're known to be like a teacher, like that they like that's like they excel at teaching people like they have a history of like coaching, like someone that's been giving lessons for years, not just skating for years, because not everyone that skates knows how to teach. Because like also, I think one of the problems is people pay extra for the, the clout like, oh, this person has clout like they're famous so they can charge more. So they're I'll pay more. I think. Yeah, I actually disagree with you. I think mm -hmm. that we shouldn't be putting numbers because who are we to decide what numbers like people should or shouldn't pay mm -hmm. because a person could be an incredible teacher and could totally be worth that amount of money. But I do think that what you were saying later is like totally mm -hmm. on it, which is like, Hey, like if you're paying for clout, you're probably not going to get a good teaching or learning experience. You have to, you should do your research and know like who is it that you're giving your money to? Is it someone that you've 
experience their teaching style before via a video or a live and you're like, oh, I know I'm gonna learn really well from them or have you seen like uh, skaters talking about their lesson with them? Like, did a skater take Shove's lesson? Then they were like, oh my God, Shove gave me a, a whole lesson plan customized to me, which I think warrants charging a little bit more money. And I think that also you have to think about like how many people are at the lesson, like if it's a one on one lesson or if it's a group of people, um, because the reason why I say that is because I'm a teacher and I know how much I charge for an hour as mm -hmm. a teacher um, for communication studies, like so for public speaking. And it is a lot. And yeah. the reason why that is, is because <clears throat> I spend hours and hours outside of mm -hmm. the class perfecting the teaching skills. Yeah, but I, I feel like, and then me, my little socialist inside me, um, more is more likely to agree that we should communicate to each other, to other people that are giving lessons and say how much you charge and have that communication. Because I think there should be kind of like a, this is a general what we kind of pay because I don't want people, like, I think like, if someone's underselling, then people aren't going to, everyone's going to go to that person. So that's why it's like important to not undersell yourself too. Cause people are going to be like, Oh, they charge less or you charge too much or other. It's just like kind of setting that rate. Like I kind of want everyone to make a quality amount of money, but I don't want people to be like, Oh, I'm like, it's almost like a ripoff. Like I'm charging all this money and not giving, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. I but. agree with you. I agree with what you're saying. What I was saying is who are we to mm -hmm. decide what that rate is? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I agree with you that like it, we should talk like mm -hmm. we should all. And like when you are charging a lot less, like you are undercutting everyone else. Mm -hmm. That's the same thing with like being an influencer and charging for like whatever. Like you don't want to charge less because then you're undercutting what anyone else can charge. Mm -hmm. But also it should be a reasonable rate. But what I was just saying was I don't think that you and I are like the people to be like, well, this obviously. is the number. That's well, that's what I was mm -hmm. saying. Yeah. We're on the same page. Yeah. No, but I just feel like there's like, a, in my head, I see a rough number where I'm like, oh, that's way too much money. So like when I hear like someone's paying a hundred dollars for an hour, I'm like, I would never not pay that much money for a lesson unless I knew like someone literally had proof that they're like a really good teacher. If I was taking a lesson from someone who was going to help me, like for example, on ramps and doing something that I've been trying to work for, for like a really long time. And also they like have an established background in it. And I knew that they were going to be able to help me get that one thing Then I might pay a hundred dollars for yeah, it. But then because a lot of things you can't learn in one lesson, like it's multiple. So then like you're paying someone like $600 to learn how to stall. <laughs> well, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like, I don't know. I just feel like, for example, with ramp skating, people are like, really putting their bodies in danger to establish the skill to then be able to teach that. And so for in my head, I'm like, oh, I would pay more to learn a ramp skill than I would to learn like a dance skating skill. Yeah, I can see that. But definitely not a hundred dollars to skate in a circle like what they're doing. In oh, Venice. definitely not. No, that I would definitely no. That's definitely not. Yeah, but one girl that we've talked about on the podcast episode before when we talked about um, sizeism. Some of you know who I'm talking about. Um, went on and was like, "I'll give you a refund if you've never been happy." But then we found out there was like more lies in her apology, and then it was just like a whole mess. It's been like it's sloppy. It was it's sloppy. So multi. -lit. All of this drama <laughs> is like so multi-layered and like very sloppy and then it was all about people not wearing masks again and then saying like it doesn't matter and then it was just like oh my god like can we just like come on y'all it's been a year now can we get on the page of wearing a freaking mask when you're skating in large groups yeah definitely like we're almost out but like we're not all the way there yet yeah and even then we're still gonna have to wear masks like it's not I don't know. It's frustrating. It's selfish, I guess. It's super selfish to not wear a mask. Even if you're like, I'm, you know, vaccinated. It's like, okay, but a lot of people aren't. So what do you think about skating versus performers? I think that there is a place for skate performing and I'm not a part of it. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you're a YouTuber? I don't see myself as a performer. I literally see myself as a teacher. Like I literally see myself as like, even like, I guess like when I'm doing like skits and stuff, but I feel like the skits always have some sort of like base lesson to them. Yeah. 
Like I feel like I am a conduit of information and I'm just creating an entertaining method to what? transfer that information. I would say that me and you are content creators, not skate performers. Yeah. Like definitely. even when I have gigs, like I'm not like, we're going to make a routine and like, yeah. And then like I go there and we have a perfectly planned oh, yeah, choreographed, like <laughs> we have hair and makeup matching costumes. Like that's the difference. Like, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> Like, we're just like, I don't know, like, take these clips and I'm editing on iMovie like, and I throw it up there and there's a lot of things wrong with it. There's a lot of things wrong with a lot of things that we post. And you know what? Oh, well. Got us here. Yep. <laughs> but yeah. And then like, I don't know. I've been on like at a shoot before where someone was like asking about, um, I think I talked about it on here. Right? Yeah, I think so. Too. Yeah. Like they were like, where do you perform? Then it's like a whole difference because some people do skate to perform for people and they know it's like an audition. Like someone's going to see them. That's how they're going to get their jobs. And again, like, yeah, like get your money. We're not judging you for that. Like I've made money through skating. Yeah, but I also like when I go to skate parks and when I go skating, like I'm skating because I love skating. I'm not skating yeah. so that I can be seen and I'm not skating so that people can fawn over me. I'm literally skating because I love skating. Yeah. Like well, 100% the reason. We uh, did this one gig and there was a skater that skates out in Venice and he was like, yeah, I would never park skate because park skating takes five years off your career, your skate yeah, career. And I was, I was like, like, what? Skate career? Skate career? What is that? Like what? I plan on my <laughs> skate career ending when I die. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't see it as like, oh, I'll make less money because yeah, I definitely don't I see it that skating. way. <laughs> I put my body through park skating. I'm like, I don't see skating as my I don't see it as income. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah I see like, it as a passion and like a love. It's and, just a bonus when things come from it. I'm yeah, like, when oh, things cool. come from it, I'm like, yes. Yeah, I like this is dope. tricked them again. <laughs> they needed a fat person, Fooled and them. roller skates are trending. <laughs> got them. What him. you need inclusion of queer people? <laughs> got mm, rebel. <laughs> got me. I'm here. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so you know, update on the drama. But like who cares about the drama? Just at the end of the day, it's just some there are important things that are underlining it. Like I know we're like, oh, the drama, ignore it. But a lot of these things are being mentioned because they are important things. It's white people always getting all the clout and the jobs and the recognition for things that black people taught them and have been doing it for years and totally ignored and looked over that can do it ten times as better people that have created these moves but then they do it one time half assed on tiktok and now they blow up and have a million followers so it's like just keep your eyes open notice what the world's like notice what's trending and how all the body types look the same the lighting's the same the clothing's the same the skin's the same uh make sure we're just being kind to one another that we're being inclusive that we're saying hi i'm not saying you have to be best friends with everyone that's skating in the area you're in but at least acknowledge their presence if you see them struggling and you know how to do something Lend them a hand. Teach them something. Don't hold it all in. Don't show up and be like, there can only be one of me and I'm not going to share my talent with anyone else. And if you are a person who like is unsure like how to learn something and you think that the only option is by hiring someone, the truth is that that is not the only option. There are lots and lots of people who will teach you for free. Um, maybe not in a personalized lesson, but if you were to go on a rollout or if you went to a skate park meetup, chances are high someone would help you out. I've learned so many things and gotten so far learning just by like hanging out with groups of skaters. Yeah. And if you do feel like you need some extra care, then yeah, look around and see who's teaching. Or if you see someone that you feel like, hmm, this person knows what they're doing, ask them like, hey, are you willing to give me a lesson? Like, I'll pay you. Some people will even take trades for other things. Mm -hmm. Like if you're a maker of some sort. So some people don't want to be paid for teaching skating and just be like, hey, I make skate leashes or I bake bread. Like you never know. Like skaters are weird. There's also <laughs> lots of YouTube videos. And I'm not that's not that's not a plug to myself. No, that's literally not a plug to myself. I'm saying that there are plenty of you. It, it, take me out of the equation. Ignore the fact that Queer Girl Straight Skates exists exist there are lots of <laughs> tutorials on how to skate and do different things on the internet like on youtube on instagram mm -hmm. on tiktok and so know that those resources are available to you definitely 
All right, let's uh, move on over to find your skate date. Okay, so find your skate date is the segment of the podcast where we take one of you who sent us an email at dearskatedate at gmail.com and we pump you up, we gas you up, we talk about you and help you to find a skate date, whether it is platonic or romantic, then you just email us at dearskatedate at gmail.com. Give us a picture of yourself, your Instagram handle, a little bio with your pronouns and a little bit about you where you're located and we will talk about you on the podcast and then we'll post you on our Instagram so that hopefully you can yourself find a skate date like I found Chef. You might find the zany, crazy, loving, beautiful rebel to your Chef or you could find your voluptuous peach to your rebel. Wait. Oh, get it? Because she's my BFF. Yep. Oh, that's so cute. I was like, I don't get it. I thought you were talking about yourself for a second. Also, like Peach has been laughing every once in a while, but she's been drowning it out with her sweater. But she's real. We promise she's here. Time for find your skate date. Who's our find your skate date? Our find your skate date is Nicole. Nicole. Wow. (laughs) Hi, my name is Nicole and I am in Lake Orion, Michigan. First, I just want to say thank you to Shovel for hosting such an awesome podcast. It is something that I look forward to every week, and I get so excited when a new episode is posted. Your willingness to discuss difficult topics and share your experience is brave, and I look up to you guys for that. I am very new to skating. I started last fall, but unfortunately had to put it on hold due to graduate school and Michigan winter. Yikes. Um, But the past few weeks, I've picked it back up and I would love a skate buddy platonic that is willing to skate outside with me and show me some tips and tricks to becoming a better skater. Since I'm so new, my main goal this year is to get very comfortable skating outside on different terrains so that I don't have to keep doing circles in the same damn parking lot. (laughs) Me in the backyard right now. I'm also not very sure where and who is in the skate community in Metro Detroit and would love to meet new people. Detroit. A little bit about me. I am a geographic information specialist. Yay, map and data nerds. Working for an engineering and consulting firm. And I'm also a graduate student studying urban planning in Detroit. Ooh, smarty pants. That's dope. I'm a cat mama who loves sharing pictures of my baby girl and will spam anyone who asks (laughs) about her. In my rare free time, I also like to read, play cards and board games and go hiking slash camping. My Instagram name is Bowman Nicole. Peach is already following you. (laughs) (laughs) You already have a cat picture in your DM. (laughs) This is such a cool segment. Thanks for reading through my profile, Nicole. Ooh, and she has like a very fancy sign off. Very professional. I'm so impressed by people's sign offs on their emails that are like super professional. Professional skaters are. I love me a professional skater. You're like, let me take my pantsuit off real quick to jump in this bowl. Yeah, like (laughs) get out. Love it. I love it. So if you think that you are Nicole's skate date, hit Nicole up. Definitely. We'll put a link to their Instagram in the show notes and look out for that post on our Instagram. Nicole. All right. So let's go on and try to give some amazing, horrible advice at Dear Shovel. (laughs) Did Rebel just headbang herself into the microphone? Maybe. Maybe not. When you you shimmy a little too hard. When you, <laughs> hey Tiff out here. Uh, hey Tiff, have you noticed that since you commented on her shimmy, the shimmy's gotten extra hard. That they've gotten harder. She's like, they've oh, someone's, harder. someone's watching. If someone cares. I'm gonna shimmy this a little one's harder. For Tiff. <laughs> <laughs> this is for you, Tiff, in Florida. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Nobody's ever going to be friends with us because they know that every time we just think of something random, we talk about them. (laughs) They love it. Everyone just wants to be thought of. 
All right. Dear Shovel. What's our Dear Shovel segment? We already talked about it in the beginning. <laughs> kidding. Our Dear Shovel segment is where we give advice to you. Bad or good? You crazy people that think, oh, Shovel will have the answer. You know what? That's cute. I think we do have the answer. We have a answer they're for like, you. They're old. They know. They live. We have <laughs> a answer. A single. Actually, we have a many answers. I'll give you some anti-energy answers. You know, like the drunk anti at the party. I'll give you some. Never mind. <laughs> okay, let's just jump in. I'm afraid of what she's going to say. Dear Shovel, I'm 30 plus... Is that what you wrote, people? Yeah. I'm- Dear Shovel, I'm 30 plus and probs moving back in with my right wing right wing parents. How sure. do I cope slash keep arguments to a minimum when you live with your right wing parents? Well, considering I have some right wing parents <laughs> for you. Are you going to leave me and move back in with them? Yeah, I was thinking about it now that I'm 30 plus. I'm keeping Bobo. No, Bobo's coming so that he can protect me. All right. How do you feel about your right wing parents? Um, uh, so I feel like this is the worst advice ever because it is essentially like swallowing your identity. But um, honestly, it might be worse, might be better for you if you just literally never talk to them about anything that has to do with like their belief system. Because... <laughs> I have tried and tried and tried and tried. And all that has happened is more arguments and more anger and a more hostile living environment. So I think that if they know where you stand, it is not wrong of you to not constantly argue with them. I think that there is something you know, inside of my heart. I feel very (laughs) passionately about my very liberal views. And um, I feel as though if I'm not constantly battling against the conservative faction, that I am doing something wrong. And I think that that is not accurate. I think that it is okay if someone knows where you stand and you've given them the reasons as to where they stand. It is okay to exist in peace. Um and not fight them every day of your life. Maybe there's a way that you can come to an agreement to not talk about it with each other. Um, Because, I don't know, my parents literally don't respect my views at all, no matter what I say. So uh, (laughs) I feel like it's all about choosing your battles for survival. Like, imagine you're just like in enemy territory, (laughs) and you're like, there's like little, what are they called? Like those little landfill bombs. Oh, landmines? <laughs> yeah, landmines like everywhere. And it's like abortion rights. <laughs> and it's like Trump. <laughs> it's like anything. Like, it's like trans women rights. getting paid less than men. Like all these little things. And at any moment, like something's going to come on TV and your dad's going to say something hella homophobic or hella like anti immigration. And you're like, and then you're like, I could choose this thing or I could just walk away. And it sucks because, you know, it's like you're like trained, like speak up about it and like educate. And it's easy to do when you're out in the like world, like talking to people that aren't related to you and you don't live with. But at the end of the day, like you have you're going to drive yourself crazy. You're going to drive yourself literally crazy trying to change people that are super hard headed. If you've already had the conversation and you've realized this is going to go nowhere. Stop running into a wall because nothing, no good's going to come from it. Save your money. <laughs> Deal with the ignorance. Get out of there as soon as possible. That's the only advice I can give. Yeah, I definitely think that when you have made your place very clear and you have corrected so many times and they have refused to admit they're wrong or change their perspective or open up their worldview, like you are literally running into a wall at a certain mm-hmm. point. And, um, you know, there's only so many times you can run into a wall before you end up with a concussion and then you are unable to that do That concussion anything. is murdering both your right-wing parents and then you're in jail and then who's happy now? Not you. Because the prison system is flawed. 
like your parents want it to be. And also, you probably do love your parents, so you don't want to murder them. Shove the worst advice ever. Um, You've never wanted to murder your parents, but you also love them. Not like on a podcast (laughs) where it can be tracked. Um, (laughs) Like my dad would ever listen to anything I'm doing. No, I'm saying like that if my parents ended up dead. No, I would never murder my parents. And then the cops were like listening to the podcast and they were like, oh, she literally just said she wants to murder her parents. Well, how do you think my mom died? Cancer, baby. (laughs) What the hell? This is so messed up. This is not where this conversation was supposed to go. But would it be us if we didn't completely derail the deer shovel? I don't think. That's why it's people's favorite part. I honestly wonder if people writing in actually think that they're going to get a good response. or They just want to see what shenanigans ensue. Deer shovel, why don't you actually answer my question? Love all the infuriated (laughs) listeners of Skate Date. All right, but yeah, that's I give my advice. I don't know how good it is. Not the don't murder him. That was just me joking around. But yeah, you just unfortunately it's something you have to deal with. Um, get some really good like AirPods and Oh, the beats, <laughs> the beats, the power beats, they really sound they really do sound cancel it out. I have no idea what's going on in my house. When so I'm when your this. parents are like blasting like Fox News, you don't have to hear it from your room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely all right sorry for the not so great advice and i'm sorry that your life has put you in this situation i do think though that we did give good advice in there i think there are nuggets to find there's always nuggets we love chicken nuggies we love nuggies <laughs> all right let's jump into this whole five-star review thing okay so one time there was this podcast and oh it was called Skate Date. <laughs> and there were these two women who what? were the hosts of said <laughs> podcast. And they were like, man, oh my God. I wish that we could make it onto iTunes, the it's big stage. And then, you know, there were people. There, Buckle in people. It's you. <laughs> and those people in the audience were like, I know how I can help. I them shouldn't have given her caffeine. <laughs> I can give them five stars. On the iTunes podcast app. (laughs) And so one time there was someone really wonderful and their name is Skate Juice. Are you sure that's how you pronounce it? We don't want another correction. No idea. But I think that Skate Juice is how you pronounce SK8 Juice. I think it's Skate Oos. I think it's Skate Oos. (laughs) Thank you. No, wait, it's Skate Juice. All right, so thank you so much, Skate Juice, because I did read what you said last night, and it warmed my heart, and that's why you haven't heard me being like, I'm going to quit this podcast, and Bowie will take my job. (laughs) I'm starting to warm up to it. Thank you so much for saying nice things to us. We really appreciate it, and it helps iTunes to recognize us, and we really just, it's really great when we get little feedbacks from you, and so thank you. So if you give us five stars, then what we will do once you've given us five stars and a little comment, de comment, 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 <laughs> then we will blast you and talk about how great you are and how much we appreciate you. Yeah. It's crazy, babe. What is? Just the fact that we're like deep into season two of a podcast. The first roller skating podcast. I know. The first roller skating Making waves, podcast. Opening doors. Well, I mean, there were Derby. There were Derby podcasts. Yeah, but Derby's like a completely different. Yeah, I agree. They're like, let's talk about WIFTA rules and sports. Even when we were in Derby, like we were like, we don't know what's going on in the Derby world. Yeah, which is yeah, (laughs) that's very true. But anyways, we love y'all. This is fun. Um, We really don't really benefit anything from it except for like talking to y'all and hoping that we're entertaining and giving you some education and yeah we hope that you enjoy some it. laughs some laughy laughs yeah we love y'all i love you so much oh my god what how many dates did it take us to finally say the l word to them oh my god did we just say it i love you i love you please say it back please look into back. my eyes please don't say thank you do you love me oh my god you're now sounding very creepy <laughs> Um, And on that note, thanks for hanging out with us. Bye.